And now on the Business Radio X Network, another exciting episode with Jamie Overdove in Connecting Tucson with Jamie. All right. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Connecting Tucson with Jamie Overturf, where we focus on connecting our community and local businesses. Today, we have Jim Gresham, who is the event coordinator for the Fiesta de los Bomberos Feast and Fairways event here in Tucson. This is a topic that is near and dear to my heart, so I'm very happy that you can be a part of that. Thank you so much for being here, Jim. Glad to be here. Great. I'm going to tell our listeners just a little bit about you, if you don't mind. (laughs) <laughs> go ahead <laughs> oh well you know you didn't have a choice but jim gresham is a retired 42 year veteran of the arizona fire service and a member of the arizona fire service hall of fame he is also a vietnam era military veteran serving in the u.s air force from 1965 to 1969 jim was born and raised in gary indiana But, Jim, I'm not going to hold that against you. Don't. (laughs) He joined the U.S. Air Force in June 1965, and it was during that time in his military service that he ended up in Tucson. He married to Susan, and they have five children, 12 grandchildren, and five great-grandchildren. You have a house full. And counting. And count. Is there more coming along the way? There's some coming, yes. Oh, just recently found out? Yes. Oh, congratulations again. So... Anyways, I believe you and Susan will be celebrating your 38th wedding anniversary this December, correct? That's correct. All right, so you got to take her someplace nice. Again, thank you for coming on the show, and thank you for your service. Thank you. So, Jim, you've had a very long and illustrious career in the military and fire service, and you are a member of the Arizona Service Fire Service Hall of Fame. Did you know you always wanted to be a firefighter, or was it a calling? How did that come about? No, it, it pretty much just happenstance. I was in the military um, here in Tucson uh, due to be discharged. Uh, As luck would have it, my uh, kid's godparents, uh, my kid's godfather was a captain on the fire department, Tucson Fire Department. Okay. And so he, knowing that I was due to be discharged and was looking for employment, made me aware of a, a firefighter test that Tucson was putting on. So he got me hooked up, signed up for the test, took the test, uh, and was selected for the upcoming class, which was about three weeks after I got out of the military. So I went out of the military, took a brief three-week sabbatical from that, and started working for the fire department July 7th of 1969. And you haven't looked back? No. In fact... Enjoyed it very, very much. So you mentioned a test. Tell me a little bit about the kind of test that firefighters have to go through to become a firefighter. Well, there's, I guess there's, it's kind of like it is today, only it's it's perhaps uh, a little more complicated these days. But it, there's a written exam, and then if you successfully pass that exam, you take a physical agility test. And then if you score well on that, or high enough on that, Uh, you go to a departmental interview, and you're interviewed by uh, officers from the respective fire department, in this case, the Tucson Fire Department. And if you make the list, you go take a physical exam, a medical exam. If you pass that, you you start work. So that physical agility test, is that where they're carrying all of those fire hoses up all of the stairs that I've seen on TV? (laughs) Because I know... For a fact, all of my listeners know I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not as 
the one I took wasn't nearly as uh, difficult as the one they take nowadays. Uh, we did some carries and we drug hose and we did a few other raised ladders and did a few other things, ran a half mile uh, for time and, and stuff like that. But it's much more complicated these days. Well, I have to say thank you to everybody in mm-hmm. service for doing that because I know how strenuous and it's very, it's physically tasking on your body in most cases as well, too. So, Well, mo- well you're young. I mean, I was 23 when this happened, and, and so I was uh, in pretty good shape. But I, I know for a fact that they have firefighters testing f- at various departments, 30, 40, even 50 years of age. Wow, 50. Yeah. And it's, you know, they might relocate from another area of the country and the opportunities there and they're not ready to hang it up. So they sign on for a department here and there's there's plenty of opportunity in this Tucson area because there's quite a number of fire departments serving the area. Well, that's wonderful. So tell me, how do you become um, a member of the Arizona Fire Service Hall of Fame? Well, I would like to think it's just dedication and hard work. Um, some people are in there because of uh, perhaps a uh, significant rescue they may have performed that oh. uh, saved lives. Uh, for me, it was my life's work, uh, 29, 30 years worth of work uh, tallied up, uh, resulting in being nominated. And then your nomination is reviewed by a panel and they make the decision. And I was fortunate enough to be selected. That so is that's amazing. like the pinnacle of my career right there. I was going to say that that's amazing. 30 years of service. Right. And, you know, you said you retired, but technically you're really not retired because you're still kind of working. <laughs> well, it, 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 you, do, oh, you do a different way of service, yeah, I guess you could say. Yeah, and it goes say. in cycles. For me, uh, when I left employment of Tucson Fire, I went right to work for Northwest Fire. Okay. So I served 28 years at Tucson Fire Department, 14 years at Northwest Fire retired for the second time from there and then continued to write grants for fire departments in the area. And then while I was still working with Northwest Fire, we began the Fiesta de los Bomberos event. And that originally was known as the National Fallen Firefighter Foundation Benefit Dinner and Golf Tournament. And as that event had grown and and became more prevalent in the area, uh, we energized the name a bit. And, and we also changed the benefactor of our, or the beneficiary of our uh, proceeds. So originally we were sending everything to the National Fallen Fire Foundation, Fallen Firefighter Foundation uh, in Emmett's, Maryland, which is where the National Fallen Firefighter Memorial is located. And then, uh, I guess we did that for probably 10 years, 10 or 11 years. And then our stakeholders asked us to keep some of this money here locally to help with some of the local issues. So that's, what we, that's when we transitioned from going, everything going to the National Fallen Firefighter Foundation 
to the Greater Tucson Fire Foundation. So that actually leads me into my very next question. Not only do I, I still think you like just to keep busy. Writing oh, yeah. grant work yeah. is not not easy, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so kudos to you on that. But tell us a little about the history of the Fiesta de los Bomberos Feast and Fairways event and the relationship between the Greater Tucson Fire Foundation and the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Well, back in 2006, um, my co-conspirator, Gary West, who was the chief officer working for Northwest Fire, <laughs> uh, was back at the National Fire Academy and kind of got cornered in a room with uh, a longtime fire chief from back in that area. And they solicited him to have a golf tournament here in Tucson. Okay. Well, Gary's never been one to just do... One thing. Something simple. So he comes back from that trip, and we start talking about it. And next thing we know, it's not just a golf tournament. It's going to be a dinner in a golf tournament. So that's how we started. We started with both a benefit dinner, uh, where we would typically bring in a keynote speaker. We would typically, typically bring in a survivor, mom, dad, brother, sister, whatever, and um, have a nice benefit dinner, do an auction, have a pretty good night of it, and then the next morning, bright and early, we're out on the golf course playing golf. After the dinner. Yeah. So <laughs> that was kind of a rough transition, but we managed to do that. Uh, we did that for probably six or seven years at the Star Pass Resort and Spa, uh, then we transitioned over to the casino, Del Sol, okay. for four years. It was, during that, it was during that transition when we decided we were going to change the beneficiary and go and have most of the proceeds from the event go to the Greater Tucson Fire Foundation. Right. You mentioned that originally you were sending the most of your proceeds to the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation, which in itself is a mouthful. But <laughs> now what you recently made that change, what, a few years ago? I think this is this year's our third year with the Greater Tucson Fire Foundation. Yeah. Okay. Now a lot tell us where do those proceeds actually go when you're talking about the proceeds from this benefit dinner and the golf tournament? Where do they go? Who do they help? Well, the money that we give to the Greater Tucson Fire Foundation is used to um, address unmet firefighter health and safety needs. Okay. Uh, for firefighters in the southern part of Arizona. And it pretty much boils down to Yuma County, Santa Cruz County, uh, Cochise County, and Pima County. Uh, so the funding goes to, to address things in the arena of uh, cardiac health. Okay. Heart attacks are the leading cause of firefighter deaths nationwide, has been the leading cause of firefighter fatalities, line of duty deaths nationwide since I can remember. Um, the second leading cause, or the second place they uh, spend the money is on cancer prevention. Uh, cancer recently has been identified as the second leading cause of line of duty deaths, and they expect it to soon become the leading cause of yeah. firefighter deaths. And then the third area that the funds are spent on is mental health counseling. 
over the last probably three or four years, more firefighters have committed suicide nationwide than have died fighting fires. Really? Or, yeah, or died as a result of fighting fires. So those were the three priorities for our committee and in agreement with the Greater Tucson Fire Foundation's priorities as well. And, and all of those, those three topics that we just discussed, those are for here locally in Tucson, the majority of those funds, correct? Helping with the mental health, the cancer prevention, and the cardiac um, issues, yes. The, the 80% of the proceeds from our event go, stays here locally. Perfect. Because we have a long-standing relationship with the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation, uh, it was our committee's decision to continue to support their efforts because they essentially are the organization that honors America's fallen right. at the National Memorial. They support the surviving family members uh, of fallen firefighters after the fatality. And then one of the biggest things they do nowadays is they are developing programs that help minimize or reduce the number of firefighter fatalities. And now with the realization that some of these other issues, mental health and cancer, have become have come to the forefront, they're spending a lot of their resources funding research in that regard to see what, what the problems are and how they can be addressed. So we give 20% of the proceeds to the National Fallen Firefighter Foundation. And I may be off topic, but our event here in Tucson is probably one of the largest events that the National Fallen Firefighters sees on a national level. Isn't that correct? It is. Back when we started our event, there was a local tournament in, in Emmitsburg that grew to 10 events nationwide, all coordinated through the National Fallen Firefighter Foundation. Uh, it got up to as many as 35 golf tournaments uh, across the country, wow. typically held about the same time of the year. Uh, that was the original concept. And uh, it, they probably generated close to half a million, about quarter million to half a million dollars a year as a result of these tournaments. And, and so um, th they've since declined and they're probably doing about 25 tournaments nationwide. They're kind of done at different times of the year. You can't play golf in certain places. <laughs> well, you're not uh, going to go play golf in Alaska? Yeah, you can't, you can't do that <laughs> in certain times of year. <clears throat> but um, um, we used to do our event in June. Uh, we did it for probably eight years, and then finally people June said— in Tucson. Yeah. Finally, the people said, it's too hot in June to be doing this event. I can but we see try that, to yeah. we try to economize. We try to get the hotels right. when the prices are lower. We try to get the golf courses when the Maximize green the fees profits. are lower. Exactly. Exactly. And it's and it worked out. But then as we began doing this event, we realized that those r same rates are available in September, depending on when in September. Right. And so we decided to move it to September a couple years ago, and it's actually worked out quite well for us. So I know we've had many of these conversations before because, you know, I, I do now sit on the 
board with you and I try to help out in the best of my capacity and abilities. You You're all are well. training me very well. We're going to keep you. <laughs> well, thank you. I plan on staying around. Um, and it's part of the reason I actually became involved with the committee. This is one of my passion points and helping our first responders. And it's one of the things that we like to do. I know that they have a very difficult job and they face some difficult situations in making split decisions. I think most people would find difficult on a daily basis. What are some of the challenges that our first responders are seeing right now? Well, I think the biggest thing that's surfaced as a result of the work that they do is, is issues with post-traumatic stress, depression, uh, just a variety of other things job-related that affect the family as well as the firefighter. You don't really think about it affecting the family as much, but... They're serving kind of too in my You know, there's field. an old saying, happy wife, happy life. Well, true, true. Turn, that, turn that the other way around. If yeah. a firefighter's not happy, then others couldn't be unhappy as well. So the stresses of the job get taken home, whether the, it's just difficult, if not impossible, to separate the two. Those that do don't have that issue, but those who can't uh, often have a tough time dealing with work life as well as home life. So it's, it's a major concern that's surfaced in the, uh, over the last five years. And, and as line of duty deaths have been on the decline, firefighter suicides have been on the rise. And so, that's surprising. I mean, yeah. maybe I'm just not grasping that, con that, that's a huge suicides are on the rise. And a lot of the programs and the proceeds that are coming from this tournament are helping those types feed those programs. Right. Correct. Are yeah. there and you can liken it, you can liken it to the military in the sense that a lot of military come back from battle, especially the combat troops. Uh, with post-traumatic stress because of what they've seen and been involved in. And I don't think people realize that firefighters are exposed to those kinds of traumatic situations on a daily basis involving young children as well as older adults. And so continual exposure to them affects the mental, mental state of some of the firefighters and unfortunately results in them taking their own lives. Wow. I'm thanking you for coming on the show and helping enlighten our listeners and our community about this event. But I do want to say this event is more than just a golf tournament <laughs> um, and, and, or a fundraiser when you think about it. Tell us about some of the activities we can expect to see or what we can expect during the event. Well, we have grown from uh, a two-day event. We're now a three-day event. Actually, we've been a three-day event for a while. We do a firefighter health and safety seminar to kick things off. This year, that'll be on, on Thursday, September 19th. We'll be, at the, we'll be out at the Star Pass Resort and Spa. Uh, this seminar is open to firefighters, officer level, line level. I mean, any level of firefighter who's interested in the topic that obviously, given our discussion about mental health, this year's topic is gonna focus on firefighter mental health. And hopefully, you know, the people that attend that will help uh, we'll get enough information to go back to their own departments and kind of uh, hold this problem at bay or at least get the firefighters aware of... Starting the talks. And where their resources are. And they, they currently have resources that they don't use. One of the things that the Greater Tucson Firefighter Foundation offers 
is what they call an off-campus, out-of-chain-of-command um, counseling model, where a firefighter can go to a independent counselor who's not connected to the department, and hence their assured confidentiality, uh, and don't feel like their career is going to be threatened just because they went to get help because right. they're not, they don't think they're feeling right or they're depressed or whatever symptom might have surfaced. That's important. Very important. Um, the model was uh, the model was formed with the assistance of Dr. Richard Carmona, 17th Surgeon General of the United States. Uh, he worked with staff from the Greater Tucson Fire Foundation and local fire departments and, and developed this model, which they actually deployed when the Fort Hood shooting occurred some years back. And uh, they were finding that military members during the Fort Hood situation uh, were not getting the help that was readily available to them through the military. But they didn't want to reveal they were having issues for fear that it would jeopardize their career. So they developed this model, brought in outside counselors, um, and they still didn't get the response that they were looking for. But it's when they took it off-site and out of the chain of command that's when the healing really began there. I could because you're there's I can see how that could definitely help because now you're not walking by, you know, your commanders or change of commands or however that works. You're going off site. They have no visual, I guess, seeing what's Yeah, you're not going there. in the building. Right. You know, exactly. Where people going, where's the, who I saw you going into that building. Oh no. <laughs> no, it's it's really been a, an effective model. There's still some stigma associated with firefighters being more or less a macho group of guys and gals uh, wanting to admit they need help. And if we can get through that and past that stigma, then I think we can really help our firefighters. How can the community help? Well, right now, I think is the best thing they can do is recognize that there's a problem. Okay. for the fire service and understand how it's manifested itself. And then through programs, you know, if they know of a program that needs support, provide that support in whatever form or fashion they might be able to as far as the community goes. We do it as a fundraising effort through our event, the Fiesta de los Bomberos event. Uh, but there's other, I, I'm sure there's other ways that they could help in the, in you know, if they know a firefighter who they think might be having some issues, encourage them to get that support because it's available to them. Um, and you know, hopefully that will result in them getting through that particular Help period of time. Help open the lines of communication. Absolutely. Reach out to your local community and try right. to figure out if there's a program that you can help with. Absolutely. And the counseling is available not only to the firefighter, but they also uh, su uh, financially support family members coming in and, and being involved in that process, which I think is a very important to the So the they success. help the family all together Absolutely. as well. So it's not just the firefighter. It's the family can come in yeah. and have the whole conversation right. as a, a holistic type of approach to saying, okay, this is affecting the family as well. Right. I think and that they, is and they, huge. And they find that out. You know, they, I mean, it's done totally confidential. Um, the Greater Tucson Fire Foundation, all they know is 
this many people were counseled. They don't know who they're mm, with, right. why they were counseled. Completely not, anonymous. Yeah, exactly. And that's a, a big key to the program being utilized. Absolutely. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to Connecting Tucson with Jamie, where we focus on connecting our community and local businesses. As your local insurance professional for personal and commercial lines insurance needs and a small business owner, I know how important it is to make new and lasting connections in our community. You never know how a connection will create a spark or pull you in a direction you were not even thinking of. If you are a small business owner or involved in a community project and you would like to be featured on this show, please feel free to give me a call. All of my information is on TucsonBusinessRadioX.com and I would love to hear from you. Today we're talking with Jim Gresham, who is the event coordinator for the Fiesta de los Bomberos Feast and Fairways event for the Greater Tucson Fire Foundation and the National Fallen Firefighter Foundation. Jim, we did talk briefly about where it was, but when and where is the Fiesta de los Bomberos Feast and Fairways being held this year? Well, this year we're, we're having our event on September 19th through the 21st. Uh, the 19th is the safety seminar. The 20th is the benefit dinner and golf tournament. I mean, benefit dinner and okay. auction. <laughs> and the 21st is the golf tournament. That's all being done at Star Pass Resort and Spa and the Star Pass Golf Course. Um, and okay, so are they if um, if somebody's wanting to go ahead and golf and do the tournament? Do are there special rooms that are there for them to reserve for this tournament? Right. If we can go to our website. Um, oh, I have your website right here. Don't worry about that. So it's the HTTP uh, colon forward slash forward slash feastandfairways.org. Right, and all the information they need to register or reserve a, a room for the event is on that website. Wonderful. And don't worry if you didn't catch that, because not only will we have that on the back end as well, but it's going to be up on the TucsonBusinessRadioX.com, my social media, and we'll give it to you to post on yours as well. So we'll have that there. So obviously every organization and every time you do this uh, event, you have a goal. What is the goal for this year? Financially. Okay. So financially and or um, program-wise, what is the goals? Well, our goal this year program-wise is we're um, supporting the three major programs uh, that address the three major causes so, of firefighter fatalities. Okay. So that's the cardiac that cardiac, we spoke cancer, of. Cancer and suicide. Suicide. Right. Okay. And what is your financial goal? Well, last year we raised 128000 gross. We're shooting for 140000 this year. That's our financial goal. Um, and then net proceeds. Last year we cleared more than just over 66000 And this year we're hoping to, to hit into the $70,000, $75,000 range. So, Avi, that's a huge goal and a huge amount of number. Did you achieve your goal last year? We killed our goal last year. I okay, mean, we, so what was your goal last our year? Our goal, our goal last year was only ninety thousand. And you raised one hundred and twenty-eight thousand. Right, and then, I, interestingly enough, the previous year we had only raised forty-eight thousand. So you keep it's almost doubling every single right. year. So we, like I said, we killed it last year, and and so this year, it's going to take a lot of effort to do what we did last year but we were optimistic that we can we were 10 tables short of a sellout at our dinner wow. so we're, we're shooting for getting uh 
560 folks at the dinner this year. Last year we had uh, four, actually 499. We increased our golf. We're going to use all 27 holes at Star Pass this year. 27 holes. Mm -hmm. that, wow. would be, that translates to 216 golfers versus 144. And that's a we, very lofty goal. Oh, yeah. And, and we've always sold the golf tournament out. So this is the first year I can remember, although there's committee members who said we tried it once before. But this is the first year I remember doing all 27 holes. I've, I've participated in a few, and this is the first yeah. I remember trying to do all so 27. So it's, it's, it, we'll see how that goes. Uh, if we sell the golf tournament out at 216 golfers, we'll... I'm predicting some tickling. long hours in our future, Jim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Being on the golf committee, yes, you're exactly right. <laughs> I know, right? So this is a huge undertaking. How long has the Greater Tucson Fire Foundation been planning this fundraiser, fundraiser and who is involved? Well, we started each year. We, we, when, when we close out our event, we do a post-event re, uh, uh, review. Okay. Uh, when we switch to... September two years ago, um, we did that review in October, and then we started working on next year's event right away. Okay. So it it uh, it starts almost right after it ends. And many of the committee members actually are fire service, correct? We, yeah, we have a number. Of, uh, I think there's. I want to say there's at least eleven or twelve jurisdictions represented on the committee. Plus, we have yourself and other interested persons participating. We're trying to get more of the public representation, uh, but yet we, 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 we like them to understand a little bit about the fire service and what we do. And we've Which added, is important. Yeah, we've added about six committee members in the last two years. So we're up to about 23 committee members. And I can tell you, I think we probably need some more with the three days and our lofty goals. So if anybody's out there, please, please give us a call. Um, now, there are some big names and big sponsors participating this year in this event. Can you tell us who they are? Well, one of the perennial huge supporters of our event has, have been the union, firefighter unions in southern Arizona. Okay. More, uh, within the last two years, I think they formed a, a regional group known as the Professional Firefighters of Southern Arizona. They have been our commissioner-level sponsor since I can remember doing this event. Uh, and when I say they, I'm speaking the unions as a whole, even though in the early days they weren't the professional firefighters of Southern Arizona. Uh, another big donor that we had join us last year and it looks like we're going to have a long-term relationship with them is the Gary Sinise Foundation. Really? Yeah, uh, they joined us. We have been haranguing them for <laughs> at least six or eight years now to get Gary to come and be our keynote speaker. Well, obviously he's a busy man with his foundation and the Lieutenant Dan Band and the things that they do for the military, but they also support first responders, always have since they were formed some years yes, back. Yes, they do. And uh, we have not been able to get Gary to come to town for our event. He's been in town for other events, but just haven't nailed him for this event. Um, 
So last year they called and said, well, Gary's not available, sorry. Would you take 10 grand? So we said, sure, sure. we'll take 10 grand. We still want Gary, but we'll take the money too. <laughs> uh, and so they, they joined us. Uh, they, for the, they get quite a few things for their $10,000, and they donated it all back to us. Oh, that's wonderful. So we, it was literally they turned ten grand into twenty grand because we sold the tables, we sold the golf, uh, and then what we did with some of the uh, uh, some of what they get as a sponsor, we invited uh, members from the Wounded Warriors oh, okay. and all of the military uh, installations in and around Tucson. So you have Davis Monthan, you have the Air and Army Guard. There's a there's a Marine component out at Marana that we invited, and uh, so we had four tables of various military representation at our event for the first time last year, which I think is going to be a long-term connection for us with the military. That is wonderful. So, yeah. and you said Gary Sinise is helping out again this year, correct? Doing the same thing they did last year. Good news is, and I, they have a new chief operating officer who I learned is a U of A alumni. Ooh, maybe who, he gets our foot in the door even who, more. Yeah, who is very interested in coming to our event this year. Uh, she apparently golfs because she asked me to hold a spot. She didn't say for her, but she said hold a spot. And if they do have representation at our event, we'll ask them to say a few words. Oh, that is just wonderful. So, and, people, and. almost most important thing, we got on the list to get Gary to come next year oh. to be our keynote. So no promises because of his schedule, but what she told me was you got to kind of get on the list a year in advance. And so we've been asking for like eight years now, so keeping my fingers crossed. I will keep my fingers crossed as well. That would be great. Many people might not know who Gary Sinise is, so can you give a quick rundown on who he is? Well, he's a movie star. I Well, I know, I mean, I mean, I know him from Forrest Gump. That's, but. <laughs> that's, that's basically Forrest, his role in Forrest Gump as Lieutenant Dan is, was a, the nucleus of what got his foundation started. The Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, and then he has a Lieutenant Dan band that travels uh, we tried to get him booked here through the casino when we were out at the casino, but they weren't available, or we uh, would have had them here, which would have been super. And then that would have meant Gary would be here, which would yeah. have meant he could have been our keynote speaker. But uh, that didn't happen, unfortunately. Uh, but they've been here a couple of times. I know the Red Cross had them here one year. Uh, most recently, they were out at Davis Monthan doing a I think it was a USO benefit out at Davis Mountain. I heard about that one. Uh, yeah. Back, I want to say in February, I think. Mm -hmm. Just a we few tried. Ago. We tried to get time with him, but there's, they have every minute of his trip scheduled, and we just couldn't. We would have had to go sit at the bar where he was supposed to be and drag him off to the side to get his to, oh, to get a word yeah. with him. But it, we, we couldn't <laughs> schedule anything. Uh, oh well. Next year. Fingers crossed yeah. next year. So I do, like I said, predict long hours in our future. Um, the thing that I that struck me when we were talking a few minutes ago was that the, the funds, the proceeds are doubling every year, each and every year. And it seems like in these last three to four years, that's been where the it's been doing the most trickling. To what do you think? 
attribute this event's success in the last three years that you've been able to achieve your goals and not just achieve them, but blow them out of the water per se? Well, I, I believe it's our, um, our formalizing of our relationship with the Greater Tucson Fire Foundation. <clears throat> They've been right. in existence since 2010. They have their tentacles out in the community. They, um, they're connected to some big hitters in the community, which resulted in us uh, benefiting from that as we did our solicitations for the last couple of years. So, and, they, and, and they've been involved with us, not as a full partner, but they've supported our event ever since they formed in 2010. They started small uh, with uh, a little sponsorship here, a little bit, they buy a little trinket for one of the events there. and. And then pretty soon they became a sponsor, and then they became a bigger sponsor. And then I think it was last year, yeah, it was last year we signed a formal three-year agreement with them. Nice. Uh, our committee being the we. And uh, we agreed to put this event on and donate the proceeds to their organization for the next three years, which goes through next, through 2020. Well, I am ecstatic and being a part of this member. Now, we talked about the community helping um, with going out and seeing programs. How can the community get involved with this specific event, either small business owners or people? How can they help make this event bigger and better? Well, the, the first way they could be is sign up as a sponsor. Okay. And, and the levels of sponsorship we offer um, are delineated on our website. Um, our big level has already been sold. The Gary Sinise sponsorship is a bonus. We've dubbed that the red, white, and blue sponsorship, okay. which was perfect, I think, for that organization. I think that was perfect. And then we have, a chief, we have chief level, captain, lieutenant levels. These are our major sponsorship levels, and they range from 5000 for the chief's level, 2500 for the captain's level, and 1250 for the lieutenant level. And each of those have some perks going along with it, obviously. Yeah. That All of them include a dinner table of eight. Uh, the chief and, and uh, captain levels include golf. Uh, chief level gets two foursomes. Captain's level get a foursome. You can also be a golf hole sponsor. It's okay. only 300 bucks. And a lot of businesses, that's within most businesses' budget. Last year, we had our most Golf hole sponsors, we had 27, nice. which like was double the most we had had in the previous years. So that was a nice uh, boost for last year. So And if they can't donate, um, is there opportunities to maybe volunteer? We, or? Do, we do have some limited volunteer opportunity. Our committee is big enough to facilitate our event without necessarily needing outside volunteers. But when it... Now that we're expanding our golf tournament to 27 holes, uh, I think there's going to be a greater need for volunteers just to do running around and getting something from here to there on the golf course uh, that, you know, the golfers need to support their, the fun for their day. So uh, we'll, we'll have some limited opportunities there. Um, Potentially. Uh, what about silent auction items? Are there certain things that you look for when those happen? or Well, in the way of items or volunteers? Items. Yeah, anything. Anything. That's we, what like, I we like things that are unique. Okay. So if you're a craftsman or a craftsperson, uh, 
and you have something special you could contribute. As an example, we're working with a tattoo artist right now who's customizing a fire helmet. Ooh. So that's going to be a pretty nice, uh, unique item. Uh, we have metal guys that do metal work. Uh, we have carpenters, wood crafters. I mean, we get all kinds of donations. We get uh, from craftspersons. Uh, we get artwork from artists, local artists. We get foot, uh, photo art from some of the professional photographers, photographers in the area. So it's, we get a vast array of things uh, donated. Uh, we had a company out of New York City donate uh, a custom firefighter watch and a and there, what else did they? There were two or three other things they gave with that product in their product line that they noted all the way in New York. Uh, we're working on. I don't know if you're familiar with the Shark Tank. I am. Family yes. that uh -huh. had the firefighter cutting board. Oh yeah. We're hoping to secure one of those. Oh, that would be donated. Neat. Yeah, that would be really neat. So we'll, and we've had a we've had cookbook firehouse cookbooks donated. Um, last year we we had uh, we gave our sponsors uh, a gift of a book titled "The American I Firefighter," saw that. That was which included gorgeous. a number of testimonials from various firefighters from all over the country, and. That went over real. It was a big hit with our sponsors last year. I was kind of jealous, but yeah. you know, <laughs> I thought they were gorgeous. They were. We obviously can't do it alone, folks. The community. It sounds like we have a lot of different options that we can do, from volunteering to donating silent auction items, or even gift golf raffle items. I would sure. think that would be yeah. something that they're to playing in the foursome. The proceeds go to there doing a dinner table from lots of different levels of sponsorships. And please go check out TucsonBusinessRadioX.com, connecting Tucson with Jamie. You'll see those links there. Click on them, see what you can do to help. If you have questions, there's also a phone number there for you to reach out um, to see if there's any other things that you can do to assist. Obviously there's so many different moving parts and so many different ways to help. Every little thing helps when we're talking about our firefighters um, being able to help them reach their goals this year for the cardiac, the cancer, and the suicide programs. So please, please make sure, reach into your wallets and see what we can do. Um, so Jim, what is your favorite part about this event? I know golf. I know golf because you do golf, but what else? Well, I love playing golf, but my favorite, <laughs> my favorite part's the dinner. The dinner? Yeah. <laughs> you like eating and golfing. I, I like, got it. I like, well, there's a little drinking in there somewhere, but, you know. But Of course. But the dinner, we do a, a ceremony at the dinner that really touches my heart. Oh, yes. So I like, you know, we have the, the pipers and the drums and all the fanfare associated with honoring those who have been lost. And for many, many years, Arizona hadn't lost firefighters. Of course, we had that one tragic year when yes. the, the Granite Mountain, the 19 folks, wildland firefighters were lost, and that was, and that happened like a month after our event. And uh, uh, the ceremony for that was really touching when we did that the following year. So sure. that's my favorite part is when we do this, the appreciation ceremony for the fallen. I have to say I concur. I'm always brought to tears during that one. So I can, I always got to 
turn away sometimes when I have to go back and do my stuff. But I yes. just openly cry. You just openly cry. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just going to have to do that, but my mascara runs a little yeah. bit when I do that. I oh. don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you do. No. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us, and thank you for talking about this important event. The, my pleasure. Yes, the Fiesta de los Bomberos, still a mouthful, Feast and Fairways. Um, the event is coming here um, September 19th through the 21st at Star Pass Resort. Um, reserve your table, reserve your golf foursome. That has been all for Connecting Tucson with Jamie here at the Stewart Title Studios. If you like the show, please let us know. You can get to know a little bit about uh, Jim Gresham or the Tucson Fire Foundation or the National Fallen Firefighter Foundation by clicking on TucsonBusinessRadioX.com and click clicking on connecting Tucson with Jamie. As always, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and make a new connection. Until next time, keep on making unique connections, and I'll see you then.